welcome to season one, episode 16 of No Pyro No Podcast, where we talk all things Jacksonville Armada. Um, this week's episode, you have me, Daniel Dad Johnson, along with Brian. Hey, everybody. And Derek. What's going on, peoples? All right. And so uh, in this episode, we're going to go over the uh, Armada Pensacola playoff match uh, that didn't quite turn out the way we all planned. Um, so where do you guys want to start? Let's talk, about, talk the, about venue real quick. Actually, let's talk about what happened the day before on the Armada. All right. They released some pictures, and we noticed we had a familiar face back in the um, training with the team. We had a guy named Ethan Dudley, who was with MLS Next Charlotte. Who? For the season, he hadn't played any minutes, uh, but he was training. We reached out to a few people on the team, and... Uh, we got confirmation that he was back with the team. Um, what was your thoughts on uh, Ethan Dudley back with uh, the Armada and knowing we're going to have him for the Pensacola game? I would say that is a surprise. Yeah, the blue. I, was, I was shocked. Honestly, didn't even recognize him in the photos. So I was happy to see him, though. Uh, honestly, as like, soon as I saw it, I... Uh, I, I took a screen grab and sent it to uh, uh, my buddy Nick, who has been the biggest Ethan Dudley fan the past uh, two to three years. Um, I was like, who is this? Is this who I think it is? And his response was, when was this picture taken? (laughs) Because it looked very recent because I had Gio um, Vaccaro with his mask on. So it it wasn't like it was something from last year. So, I know, also, I was, also I was, was excited. At, it was at the uh, indoor training facility as well. The, um, I think oh, the was Jaguars. That, yeah, training, the Jaguars. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, that that picture was the Daly's Field. Yeah, Daly's yeah. place. So that would obviously prove that. Wait, it is, it's not Daly's Field. It's is it's Miller Electric. No, no, the indoor. They're still no. using the indoor side for Daly's. Yeah, the place. older, smaller thing behind the amphitheater. Yeah, that's oh, where they okay. were. My yeah, apologies. That's, that's where they were training at uh, this week to get uh, back used to the turf again. Okay. So, but yeah, let, let's talk about the stadium then, Brian. Yeah, Edward Waters uh, University, uh, although this one was called Edward Waters College Community Field. So, did you, did you guys have trouble finding the venue? I I didn't have trouble finding the venue. I had trouble finding where to park. I ended up circling the stadium and that old school surrounding yeah, it. Did the same. So I, yeah, and I know I saw the sign to for where to turn, but I didn't assume that was exact like like that was the only entry point. So yeah, I had a train of cars behind me do the same thing because I was a little bit late getting there. Um, got I, I was one of the first ones there, and I, I I didn't realize how small the parking lot would be. Yeah. The the overhead photos I had seen, uh, I was under the impression that there would be more access and more parking. Yeah. So I was happy, though, to find a spot. I showed up there, I think, a little bit before 630, and I know that there was, like, few spots left at that point. Yeah, I so. think at 645, I got the last spot in the, the paved area where everybody was tailgating. Everybody was standing in that one spot, so I got S- lucked out. Speaking of tailgate, Edward Waters, what's up with us not being able to tailgate? That was contrary to instructions given prior um, to what was agreed during the walkthrough on Monday. So 
security had a different uh, idea about what was what based on what we were told. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So some, some conflicting information that apparently was a common kind of thing as far as supporters experience there. So, yeah, because they, they even, after we set up a second time, um, I, I asked our team where, which side we were going to be on and help set up all of our stuff and then found out it was actually the other side. So I had to switch up our, um, switch up our banners right before the game and what section we were in. And then security ended up telling us we can't have any, uh, we can have flags, but we can't have any poles because of safety issues. Uh, Was that supposed to happen too? We were cleared for, for flags, banners, just the only um, excluded item inside was smoke. That was made clear. So obviously day of, we get a different story with security. You, you do realize our podcast name is a uh, no pyro no podcast, right, guys? So why are, why are we broadcasting today? I'm just saying we yeah, we, sh- we had no pyro. We, we should be allowed smoke. Yeah, that is true. But that was one of the concessions um, that was discussed with the the walkthrough with the uh, with the stadium management. So I don't guess, know what happened with that. I can just imagine it may not have been clear. Like flags, obviously flags are okay, but flag poles are not. And I and devil's advocate here, I can understand that. You know, from a stadium policy standpoint, you know, they don't allow umbrellas either. They don't want people to get hit over the head or something like that. Yeah, but you got to so, know your audience. Well, that's the problem. They don't know the audience. So, yeah, tis what it is. Apart from all the stadium policies or anything like that, I didn't think it was a super good spot to play soccer. Um, the way that the soccer lines were set up, you had. Not much clearance between. You had two the feet from the line. bench and and the end yeah. line. Yeah, and I know when we were standing there at the at the fence, you know, in the stands, you, I saw at least two occurrences where people were colliding into the benches at you know trying to stop themselves from full speed. I'm surprised no one got like injured because that could have been pretty bad. Yeah, no, it was definitely uh, one of my least favorite venues. That we've played at the field was nice. Um, I think to watch an American football game would be a great place to watch it. But in terms of soccer, uh, I wasn't yeah, feeling wider it. with the wider field. It's not great. Yeah, you know. it just it, I, I like the fact of being on top of things, but from the the fact that every the literally the players and coaches when they had to go down to warm up, they're pretty much having to run onto the field. Right, uh, just to get down there. So it's, I, I thought it was a little tight quarters. Yeah, I know. In the past, he had talked about um, uh, Bishop Kenny being small because Bishop Kenny was even narrower than what Episcopal was, and uh, they had to I know they had to get concessions from the uh, MPS yeah, to least, play there. So I'm at least at sure least they did Bishop the Kenny. They, there was like a track, so oh, no, no, no. I'm running not, into a brick wall I'm not, I'm or a chain link no. fence. <laughs> that's not that's not what I meant. I just meant about regarding field width. This this seemed even narrower as well. No, um, I, I think I think field width it was uh, it was fine. It's just there was no runoff, so it's just you're you're literally who's going to make that full sprint to get a ball near the end line. And then run into the chain link fence. That's kind of going to leave a mark. <laughs> yeah. 
So. Uh, one one more thing I'll talk about real quick venue wise, uh, apart from the from the Argentinian food truck, concessions were kind of like Panama City, Florida roots level, you know. So thank God that the food truck was there. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. There was a Popeyes within walking distance. Yes, there was a Popeyes within walking distance. That's correct. Yeah, and like when I say walking distance, the other side of the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but that to me was like the only kind of positive thing for Edward <laughs> Waters. Uh, was the Popeyes. I thought the so, sight lines were good, except when they got down right in front of you, you had to lean over the fence. Yeah, top of the stadium wasn't too great. Oh, really? For sight lines. You, you oh. missed a whole corner you know, on the far side, but yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, good job going up there to uh, taking the perch up there and having a look. So, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get it all. You guys actually want to talk to the game, talk about the game, or we just want to end the podcast now? Yeah, I'd love not... to talk about anything else for the next twenty minutes. Now, <laughs> <laughs> how about let's the talk Major about League Baseball All Star Game? <laughs> let's talk about uh, third division Romanian uh, volleyball. Yeah, how about uh, that? something like that. Beach volleyball or indoor? Either one. <laughs> okay, I don't, there's, there's, I don't think Romania has any beaches. So, oh, okay. We we owe it to our audience. We, right. we should talk about the game. But let's talk lineup mm. then. In goal, we had Dubervik. Back line was kind of shaken up a little bit. We had Ethan Dudley on the left, Miles Shanley in the center spot, and then Gavin Pinzone on the right. The midfield from left to right, we had Cole Reasonover, Mason Tunbridge, Linus Dahl, and then Jed Bowman on the right. Up top, we had Gio Vaccaro on the left. Uh, Salo da Silva up top, and Adriano on the right. For the reserves, we had Michael Gary, we had Giovanni Abreu, Teddy West, Keegan Anselin, Angus Taylor, Alex Smith, and Ida Coimbra. What did you guys think of that starting lineup? I had no issues uh, anywhere across the board with that. I mean, obviously, Ethan Dudley was the... Uh, the wild card as far as uh you know coming back you know coming back into the lineup somebody had to come out but overall that you know looking at that lineup when i saw it you know pre-game i was i was happy with that no edu in the lineup yeah i was gonna say if you asked me before the game started uh i would i was happy about vicaro starting uh, i would have liked to also see edu on the right you know as a starter too i know that he came on at the half I, I uh, wish we also had Alex Smith in there. He's been one of our best defenders all year. I don't know who'd come out with Dudley or Benzone. We don't. Ethan hadn't played any minutes in or MLS Next Pro, so I was unsure on his fitness. Can he go the full ninety? He did, but like, as someone just watching the game, I didn't know if he was going to be able to. So I, I kind of was hoping we'd have some of our uh some of our main guys in a winter stay home game. I mean, I, you know, I'm quite happy to see Gavin back there and uh you know I have full trust in Gavin. Right, I have full trust I have in Miles trust as well. In Shanley. Yep. But I, I, I honestly wish Alex Smith was back there and then bring Dudley on and work him in uh lightly. So I don't know. But but to me it was nothing like, oh my god, what what sort of lineup choice is this? It, it, that never crossed my mind. So uh, maybe I'm just too 
not too analytical. I don't okay. know. Nah. Nah. So, uh, yeah. So there was some action. We had we had a few uh, decent plays going on in that first half, but Pensacola seemed to really hit us with a counter pretty well. They were winning a lot of set pieces, whether it was corners or free kicks. We ended up having uh, to defend a I think it was a free kick on the left in the 21st minute or 20th minute. And the header was Jason Dubrovic made a hell of a save. And then it hit like three different Armada players before we cleared it out. Problem was they worked it right back into the box on the left-hand side. And then uh, Canaan Dos Santos ended up getting the ball onto his right foot from right inside the box and slotting the goal in, uh, ball in. Uh, to put them up one nothing. At that moment, it's like okay, this is this sucks. But then, like right afterwards, Pensacola also had like two players go down, and it's like okay, we can get right back in this. Yeah, I think for me that sort of goes back to our, our weakness on set pieces. Yeah, it just seems like we we just can't put things away um, as far as defensively. So well, it, all year. It, it happened like 30 seconds after the set piece. Yeah, but still, if you get that Is that ball really out, defending the set piece? Like, we, we well, cleared it out to midfield. Yeah, it's just like I said, we've, uh, just to me, this has been my one gripe all year has been, you know, set pieces. Like I said, I'm in a testy mood anyway, so. You know, what about you, Brian? It'll be crabby. You know, as far as the first half was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak on at least some positives. You know, try try and keep positive for a moment. I think our long passes were pretty good. I know Reason Over tried to receive a couple of those. And, you know, for when we were able to get an attack in, it was mostly, you know, on that left uh, with Reason Over running up. So he, he got called for about like four or five offsides, though. It felt like it just, it, like, I thought he I don't was know if they were offsides, so I didn't review the tape. But I just remember I the standing, flag being raised a lot. So, which we we weren't on that side, so I couldn't really see the see down the line or anything like that. But yeah, that side some of those looked like he might have been on. Yeah, that yeah, the lights went on the far side from us was definitely suspect. So, but they, um, I thought Gio Vaccaro did well in that first half. He had a few good runs that was uh, very attacking. I think Sala da Silva had probably his uh, least productive game. Uh, since he's been in an Armada uniform up top. And he played 90 minutes, right? No, he played 45. Oh, okay. Yeah, he came off at half. I see now, yeah. Yeah. They He he was holding the ball up all right, but he just wasn't... He, he's not going to beat anyone with his speed. So he has to be able to connect the play up with people. And there there was a couple moments that... He just missed seeing the pass in that first half. So it, all of our attacking was either that over the top to reason over or it was um, Giancarlo Vaccaro or Adriano. I thought for the first like 35 minutes, he Adriano wasn't really doing too much. And then I thought after, as soon as that 35th minute, he probably was our best player on the whole field the rest of the game. So, 
but that that was really we didn't have too many threatening chances that I remember. I didn't rewatch the game. Um, only thing I can think of was I, I think we had a header that was a uh, right off the crossbar or something like that, or was that in the second half? Uh, I know we had one that hit the football. Um, no, it was the second crossbar. half because that was Keegan. Okay. That hit that, and Keegan came on at halftime. So, do you I, guys remember anything at, in the first half that stood out? Not really. I tried to watch the uh, first half on uh, Thursday, um, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I can't do it. Like, it. so we we are recording about forty eight hours at since after the game. Yesterday for me, I was just pain. Yeah. Like, I'm doing better today, but, man, like, I just felt like a gut punch. Like, that was, no one was expecting that. Yeah, and I was thinking about this last night, and it's like, you know, we've gotten to a point where we have an expectation. We've been spoiled the last two years, maybe almost three. I mean, if you think back to the, the first days of the Armada and the stuff that we had to put up with, right? So the, the bar has been set high for us now. And uh, it, that's what makes this more difficult, for me at least. No, I get it. Uh, it's Pensacola. It's in the in the past three years. Two in twenty twenty one, we beat them two nothing. Uh, at home, we beat them one three away. In twenty twenty two, we beat them four one at home. We beat them one nothing away in Foley, which was a great game. And then we beat them 7-2 in the playoffs. This year, we beat them 2-1 at home. We beat them 0-2 in Pensacola. So we've won the last seven times. Yeah, they've never beaten us. They've never... Yeah. So it, it's... like The expectation is they always give us a good fight... But we figure a way out to to handle it. So, like with when when I saw the lineup, and I saw Edu on the bench, and I saw Angus Taylor on the bench, and I saw Alex Smith on the bench, it's like, are we taking them too lightly? But we go into halftime, we're down a goal. They come out at halftime. There are three changes that Tommy makes. Out goes Gavin Pinzone, who's on a yellow card. Linus Dahl comes it goes out as well, and Salo da Silva goes out. On comes Edu, on comes Keegan, on comes uh, Teddy West. So we actually change up our formation. We're not really playing. Jed Bowman ends up sliding back to as our right back, and or our, our center, our right center back. And I think it was Adriano that slid down to the right midfielder role. And Edu went up top with Keegan as a center forward. And you can tell, like, the team, like, okay, we took them for granted. We got to change things. We were down so, by one goal at this time. Yeah, it's one nothing. And honestly, I thought in the midfield they were... Uh, they were handling us. Uh, there, there's a uh, number thirteen 
uh, Isaac Camaro, I thought was everywhere, covered every piece of that turf, and I thought Michael Lightborn was uh, key in great spots, and was just we we were just struggling with those two guys in the midfield. I mean, for me, it was just it's just like we we lost our magic, if you will. I really don't have another way to put it. It just seemed like nothing that nothing would go right. At, at halftime, did you think we uh, we had a good shot to come back still? Not, not if things didn't change, if that okay. makes any what sense. What about you, Brian? When, when yeah. you saw the subs come, come on, we kick off in the yes. second half, what was your thoughts? I thought we had a, we had a fighter's chance. We were down one goal, okay. you know, and, and some of our offensive power was coming on. With you doing Keegan, yeah, I was I I had the thought of I would like to see Gavin come off just because of the yellow as well. I didn't want us to possibly get another yellow in that position and be down a player and really put us in a bad you know hole. So I thought these were the right choices. Unfortunately, you know Pensacola just had an answer for everything. You know, they're especially their in the fifty fourth minute. <laughs> yeah, of course. But even more on their scoring, their back line just stopped every attack that we had up until like the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. I felt when it was already too late. Yeah, exactly. And you're down, what, three? Yeah. So at that so. point, it's really hard to come back in the last, the last 10 minutes. You, as, a, as a fan, you lose hope until you are within like one goal of tying something. Yeah, so I'm just going to say the goals when they happen real quick just to throw them out there. You really have to? Really? Yeah, I'll just give credit where credit's due. And plus, yeah. I want to talk about what was yeah. something that credit was said after goal. the second, nah. after the third one. So in the 54th minute, Trey Clements got a goal. They had some overlap play on the left. They played the ball into Lightborn in the box. He shoots it, shots block, goes to Clements, who's just to the right of him. Um, Clements strikes it with his left foot. And it's like the slowest ball that just goes in. Um, Dubrovic doesn't see it the whole way. He's like flat-footed, um, and it takes like an eternity to go into the goal. Yeah, an initial look, it didn't look great, but I can understand if he lost sight, you know, in the traffic. Yeah, so I think that's what happened. So, and then 64th minute, we're trying to play out of the back. Um, Mason's got the ball. He's probably uh, at the 35-yard line or so if you look at the football lines. Isaac Kamara just picks his pocket and counters on. Passes it to DeSantis. He he switches his feet, and he just easy goal. Like, just picks a a spot in the net and slots it in. And all of a sudden, it's three, like... Everyone like the the everything in the stands was like, oh shit! Like two two's comebackable, three's like, all right. There's only thirty more minutes. We're running out of time to figure something out. Even the Pensacola coach, he told his players, "It's fucking over." It, it just. It it just uh, took all the energy out of Edwards Waters for the home side. When you know, you know. Yeah, but the the team kept fighting, and honestly, like they had a couple chances, 
but like you said, like they couldn't figure it out, and it's just I, I think reality started setting in about the seventy fifth minute. I think there was one from um, Mason Turn Mason uh, Tumbridge. Yeah, the slow. Yeah, he got on his left foot and he had the bottom right hand corner open, yeah, and he, he just make the connection. Yeah, he you pulls know, he it just right power. wide of the goal. Um, but yeah, that that clock was an eternity, but it was going so fast. If that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely! So, it felt like one of the longest games. Yeah, you just you know the season's ending. I mean, it just you know the, the way things played out, it just wasn't our night. Like I said, we just couldn't put anything together. It's yeah, like the, it's like the magic was gone. So I, I, I no other way to describe it. It's just like everything here you know, that we tried to do couldn't do. I feel like I'm at a counseling session. <laughs> <laughs> this is this group therapy. Are you laying on a sofa <laughs> right now? Oh, I should be. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I've been over it in my head and thought about it, and it's just like it's it's just something we're not accustomed to. Yeah. Like I said, you think back to all the garbage we had to put up with over the years. We've been spoiled, right? So maybe this is the reality check we needed. Seven yeah, straight about wins being... over Pensacola. Seven straight. Like these Hold are on. guys we beat. Hold on. I don't want us to talk. Like I don't think it's a matter of being spoiled or not. I don't. I don't feel like I'm spoiled personally or anything like that sure i had expectations on the season i'll tell you i'm i'm personally not like devastated or disappointed in the team at all because i know that they they did everything that they could you know in this game just just like the to the end of that uh southern states game they fought till the end yeah and and the thing is like there's a whole nother team on this game it's not just it's not just armada on the field right now You know, and we don't we don't know the whole Pensacola story. We love to think that we know the Southern State story. But well, we... I, 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 maybe if they didn't talk about pie, uh, uh, what was her name? Miss May, uh, Miss May's Gra- pies, Gra- Gra- Grandma May's, okay. Grandma I May's. Those. I love those guys. I just call. <laughs> I'm letting you know if you're listening right now. I love the talk. Keep it up. Yeah, I, I wonder but... if we're gonna get get them to cover the uh, the conference final. We'll, we'll uh, let, let's. Bit. Let, let's let's say this game real quick. So, did you guys have any standout players for the, for the Armada in that match? Uh, for me, not particularly. I mean, I'm not like I said, not a case of dissing anyone. There was just nobody that stood out, and like everybody had their their miscues and you know just those those little things. And in, in my eyes, like I said again, I'm not the over the uh, the analytical one here. You know, I'm more of the emotional one. But uh, nah, I didn't. Really, I thought Cole Reason over was good. I'll just go ahead and say that real quick. I, I thought Cole had a good game too. Yeah. I thought Adriano, even though he didn't find the back of the net, this was the best game that he's played in an Armada uniform. Um, he was he had probably about half a dozen great runs through the defense, putting getting into attacking areas, finding good passes. There's one that he ran from the left from the right to the left had a little flick of a cross and point blank range Keegan couldn't finish it on his head and Keegan's 6-4 he's the guy that you expect to just bury it when he gets his head into it six six inches from goal but when it's not your night it's not your night like um it was actually 
uh, I was chatting with Stuart Weber um, after the game, and it's like uh, he, he made a comment to me. He's uh sucks because you pick your your worst week of the year at the wrong time. Yeah, and I mean, so, I'll, I'll, you know, if I could just add, you know summarize briefly my feelings on on the team performance, though. Pretty much all eleven of all eleven starting. Uh, you know, I'd still have confidence in you guys if you were to play again. Oh, let's run it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm ready I, to I, run it back. I, I agree with that as well. I, I, you know, like, it was just there was something that happened that night. I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if somebody put a, a hex on us. But Dan, just, it's like you're seeing ghosts or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's nothing. Just, I don't know what it is. Just like this is like some sort of alternate world. Something was going on there. Maybe it's the Bermuda Triangle I, I, of Duval or something that we got sucked into. I don't know. I thought like we a, got bullied. How, at one point, it was like, like, am I really seeing this? Is this some sort of weird, bizarre world we stepped into? It's not our this stadium, is... not our team out there. It didn't seem like our team out there. It's like, were we replaced with imposters? Going to put my tinfoil hat on? I don't know. Just, this is like the first time that I've seen a Tommy go. K coach team that was uh like the other team was tougher on the day. Like what? like well, not they, even that. They, not, they, not they they inflicted their will on the right it, throughout the pitch. Like it's like Pensacola no. came out and they executed and they 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 out physicaled us. I mean, for me, it was just like, I don't know. It's always like, okay, we'll adjust. We'll change this. We'll do this or we'll do that. Okay, no problem. We have plan A, plan B, plan C. It's just like, seemed like nothing we could do could could fix it. I don't know. I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm almost out of things to say. Wow, wow, wow. I don't know. I'm just not, you know, I'm, st- I'm still upset. Yeah. I'm hurt. Well, I mean, comes down to the 90th minute. There was, what, six minutes stoppage time. The Armada keep trying to press attack, but they just cannot find a goal, despite all their best efforts. And at that point, Pensacola... Well, Pensacola almost got a fourth, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to their credit, it's like they are charged by this lead. They they do not look like they've been playing 90 minutes at that point. Yeah, and this is their third straight must-win game that they've had. They had to beat Tallahassee. They won that game. They had to beat New Orleans. They won that game. They had to beat us. They won that game. Like they're they're playing great football right now. Without and, Southern states. Yeah. No. That's if they play. If they played like how they played us. They're they're going to beat Southern states. So what before we get into the other semifinal game. Let's talk after the match real quick. It's kind of somber. Like, um, there's about 100 people there still, and just no one was really saying anything. It was just kind of, um, like, what, what What was your feelings in the moment? Like, there, there's the team's, like, kind of just reality setting in for the team, reality setting in for us. Shell shock. I mean, for me, it's something you know we look forward to all year, and this season was our shortest yet, right? You know, we went from an ASL days of having spring fall season to down to 
MPSL were in the Sunshine Conference, where we had a few more teams, and Gulf Coast and Gulf Coast is shrinking, and it's like, you know, the the short seasons is just hard. You know, it, it's it's like, wow, it's over. Eleven games this year. That's yeah, it. Man, it's over. Done. Done. Over. Six hmm. home games. So, uh, I know I ended up um, going down to the side of the field, onto the field that um, the players were leaving. And I just, I waited for everyone for when they were leaving the field and just thank them for the season, for the effort that they put in. And it just, the um, the raw emotion of everything, that there's, you could tell some of them were really hurt on there. Cole was, Cole was hurting. Mason was like all all of them were hurting, but like it just you can just see it on their face that this is you, you don't know if this is their last game. They're they're all seniors going into this year, so what happens after their next college season is this the last time they're putting on an Armada uniform? Like it's it sucked. <laughs> so you know, just like in life, nothing is ever guaranteed, right? Yeah. So and, and even Jed Jed came up to me and said hey if you want any of the guys to interview if they don't want to do it i'll i'll step up and do it and i ended up telling him i was like nah just uh, this isn't one of those moments that i want to interview i don't want to have this i don't want to be joe rogan so it's everything just hurt (laughs) but yeah there was another semifinal game in the Gulf Coast. Um, Tallahassee and traveled up to Southern States. Um, Southern States was not going to have a stream. Tallahassee was determined to make sure that their fans had one. And it was kind of a battle of wills between the two. Uh, <laughs> they ended up... They told them that they could... Uh, they couldn't supply power after they already left on the road. They wouldn't supply them power, but they can use their internet. And then come to find out when they got there, they couldn't use their internet. So they had a mobile hotspot. They had to go rent a generator and like everything was just, they wouldn't even let them use their press box. It was Southern States. I hate you guys. And and that, and the nice press box that they built on the, uh, on the far side there. I mean, that, that why, we why used even, why four days there? earlier. We right. used four days earlier. With with their crappy internet, and which you know ruined our broadcast. So. I hate everything about you guys, Southern States. Like, yeah, it just. Much. I, I don't like to. the to, game. <laughs> I don't like to, uh, you know, swear during during the, the podcast, but it is was supreme shithousery is what that was. Get your shit together, guys. Stop, stop no, being fucking pricks. Be, I'll yeah, right. cuss. I'll drop right. the f bomb. Well, because <laughs> no, but it's just because it's like, why, why, why do that? Why, why? Amateurs. Why don't you have a broadcast? Why not? They had them earlier in the season. Why not now? Oh. Yeah. Like, promote your own players. Promote your own brand. Build something. Come on. You, you guys have your own stadium. You clearly have the money to put together a broadcast. Just a few hours away, there's the great people at Marketable Sports who could you know, probably make that trip and to handle that for them. But, you know, there you I, go. I hope Marketable Sports goes. If you guys are still listening, I'll, 
I will tune in because I want to know who wins this uh, final. Um, I think I'm going to cover um, at least the NPSL through the through the South uh, finals, but uh, I'll reach maybe... out. after we're done, I'll reach out to Mr. Mays to find out if they're doing something. Yeah. In fact, maybe while we're we're going, I'll, I'll message him right now. So, but the game, how the game went out, Southern States jumped out to an early goal. I think it was like the fourth minute. Tallahassee in extra time in the first half got one, not one but two goals. Went into halftime two one. Um, they were controlling the game pretty well, and then I think it was somewhere around like the 60th or something minute that Southern States got back to back goals themselves, and then just kind of held on. Tallahassee just felt the they were close to getting that third goal to tie it up, um, but it just never came. I thought there was like a call in the box that never happened that could have been a penalty. Um, to be fair, the the our angle with the camera was literally right there where it happened. Um, probably in a better position than the referee since the they put the camera crew not near midfield but in the corner. <laughs> so it's just I don't know. Yeah. You guys got any predictions uh, since Southern States won and they're going to be hosting Pensacola? Well, you guys got any predictions? I just want to give, I want, I want to go ahead and just recognize some legends. And that is the Tallahassee broadcast people. Like, credit to you guys for putting everything on your back and making that feed happen. Yeah. I wish, you know, I know that we, our, our team tried to get the broadcast up for, for Southern States, maybe maybe through our learnings, you guys benefited from that. But just absolute legends for making that happen. So yeah, Jupe, you're doing great, you. man, out there. Uh, actually, everything that Tallahassee is doing, you guys are doing a phenomenal job building your community with your soccer team. Mm-hmm. I still want to beat your beat you guys every single chance we get. But I, I love what you guys are doing and how you're bringing everyone together for your journey. And wish you guys the best of luck. Unless you best guys are playing us. The yeah. So any predictions so anyways, on the final? Prediction, yeah, prediction for final. Southern States hosting Pensacola. Pensacola drills them five to nothing in the final and goes on to win 850 Cup. And Remember, Brian was the one who stated early in the season when we were doing pre uh, preseason predictions that Pensacola would beat us at home at some point in this year. And I hate you for that prediction, Brian. I wasn't going to bring it up, but yes. No, I'm, I'm calling you out on that. We need to end that shenanigans for future seasons, Brian. Will we they, don't need any of that negativity affecting the playoffs. they the only team to beat us at home this year? Yeah, it was Southern States got a draw. Um, yeah, we, Pensacola, we, we beat. Otherwise. Roots, we won. Jesters, we destroyed. Yeah. But we only had five home six. That was our sixth home game in yeah. three venues. But that's not the one to lose. What about you guys? Southern States, Pensacola. I, I got a pull for Pensacola. I mean, who knows? Anything. anything I'm, I'm pulling happen. for Pensacola, and I'm hoping they're. Uh, the whoever decides not to stream for Southern States, I hope you stub your pinky toe on the coffee table. 
And uh, messages already out to Marketable Sports and Johnny Mays. Uh, two messages have gone out to ask, hey, what's up? So, yeah. Ask so, Tallahassee for the generator hookup. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So, when are the Gulf Coast finals? They move on to the next round, which is going to be next Friday with the 21st for the semi, uh, South semifinals. And the following day would be the 22nd, which the finals would be on. It's either going to be hosted in Lubbock. The Lubbock Manadors beat, uh, I think it's San Antonio Corinthians. I think they're playing. But if Lubbock loses, the game's actually going to be played in Naples who has uh, the second highest uh, points per game since the Sunshine Conference did not have a playoff. So they're automatically... Teams. Yeah, there was only four teams. And also, I think, you know, and I may be wrong about this, but I'm just going to say it, and if I'm wrong, yeah, I can be corrected after the fact. Whoever reaches the semifinal, uh, the South region, I think it's the automatic berth into the Open Cup, if they accept it. Who, whoever year. wins... The semifinal. Oh, excuse me. Whoever wins the semifinal. Yeah. So whoever you, reaches you have to the make South the elite final. eight to get yeah. automatic qualifying. Thank you. So if you make the South uh, South regional final, you will automatically have the opportunity to play in the Open Cup. But it's and after that is I think um, it, it's based off of um, points per game um, by seeding. At, mm-hmm. After that, which means the Armada will not qualify for the Open Cup, yeah, or at I'm least not... the Armada U23. I'm going to throw this out there right now. Hey, Nathan, Tommy, why can't we field an Armada team? Since this was the Armada U23 team, why can't we field an Armada team in local qualifiers? Use nothing but local guys. And try to qualify for the Open Cup that way. Just throwing that out there. Well, it's already too late to do it for next year's World Cup. You have to start that stuff early on. No, it, yeah. doesn't it start in uh, like uh, September? No, I think it's like it's a USASA kind of tournament or whatever, and I think it's already started. I could have swore I saw like registration for it like about like a week or two ago. We need to make an outreach to the veteran so, Jake Sillick to find out. Get yeah, this, that, that's Mr. Open Cup for uh, Armada fans is a sports freak, Jake yeah, Sillick. Uh, the baby, the boy. So uh, make a note, have a reach out to him. We'll get that clarified. So one other thing I do want to note is we have, uh, we're all members of Section 904, which is the Armada Supporters Group for anyone listening that isn't familiar directly with the Jacksonville team. Because I know we got some people out in Germany listening. Love you. And England and was it? Where, where else have they been listening? Dan? I believe we've got uh, might be, I don't think it's, is it Austria? It's, it was Belgium. Yeah, Belgium, Belgium, Germany, England, Scotland. Love your uh, I think Costa Rica (laughs) has been listening. Philippines, yeah. Canada, I think like 17 or 18 states in the U.S. Like it's, we appreciate you guys tuning in. I think we, last time I looked, we were uh, at about like 680 uh, downloads uh, since we started this adventure. 
we, we do keep on planning on doing a little more episodes, but we, we are part of Section 904. Uh, well, the podcast is not part of Section 904, but we are all members of Section 904. And every year we do an award it's a ceremony to recognize the players for this pet the past regular season. We are actually hosting that this Sunday, the sixteenth, Dan? Yes, the sixteenth. Uh, where's it gonna be at, Dan? Uh Grey Matter Distillery in Mayport. Uh I don't think I have Ooh, an address to hand, but you can look that up. It's Gray Matter Distillery in Mayport. It's 1221 Mayport Road in Atlantic Beach, Florida, uh, USA. Their website is Gray, G-R-E-Y, Matter Distillery.com. So Gray Matter Distillery.com. We're doing it at five. We're going to present the awards for... Um, Section 904 is going to present the awards for... Uh, Armada Player of the Year, uh, Offensive Player of the Offensive Year, and Defensive Defense. Player of the Year. And this is an award that's voted on by the supporters for um, uh, for the team. So we'd like to see everyone if they can make it out. It's always a good time. And kind of a last chance to send the boys off who will be uh, leaving the area. Come meet your podcasters, too. Well, at least some of us. Yeah, uh, not, not all. Uh, one, one, of the, one of your podcasters will be on vacation. Yeah, and another one, Ian, he won't be there either, I've heard. Yeah, so, so I'm pretty sure James won't be there. So well, never, pretty much come meet Brian and me. Never never count uh, James out. You never know. Or Brian, are you even going to be there? I have a family thing. Oh. Okay, come meet me. Okay. Uh, um. <laughs> that's, that's just killed it. Now nobody's going to show up. So, yeah, don't bother coming because Brian and I aren't going to be there. Come out to support the players. All right. They, they've done a great job this year. Uh, we appreciate everything they've done. Some of them are international players that, instead of going home and spending time with their family, they decided to uh, play a little footy here in Jacksonville and represent our city. So we appreciate you guys for everything that you've done for the year. Uh, Tommy, we appreciate everything you continue to do for the team and the community. So appreciate everything, guys. To, uh upsl action yeah coming up yeah, yeah it will i kind of want to catch a couple flagler games too we got uh a few yes, players i heard toby guys. mccollum transferred down there and remember so. if you are a st john's county resident much like uh, brian and i admission is free at all flagler sporting events and, and i did ask angus taylor it what who's better you and i for flagler right next to toby and angus had a firm no doubt in his uh, voice when he said UNF is by far better than Flagler. So I'd love to see a scrimmage between the guys. Another venue. Yeah, it's a great venue. All right. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. Well, that's going to do it. We had a little bit of a podcast conflab earlier today, and we are going to have another episode coming soon, just about just a season wrap up. Maybe we'll look back at some of what our predictions were. And just kind of talk about the overall season as a whole. So uh, we're still working out the details of that. So be on the lookout for that. And I think, I mean, that that's going to do it. Uh, like I said, I'm still still kind of sad. Hey, it, but, if you guys have any recommendations of what you want us to do during the off season, 
we are open to suggestions on uh, uh on content for the podcast. So as long as you don't suggest months. that we don't record, because well, we're not going to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we won't take all suggestions. So um, we'll, we'll listen to all suggestions. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily take those on board. Um, like I said, this has been a learning experience for us all. This is our for all of ours. Uh, all three of us are our first go. All four or five, however many of us we have. At doing this and i you know i thank you all for listening and you know i think we've, we've gotten better and better each time we've uh come out here to to do this i just hate Dan, you've been awesome dan, dan's uh, been the one that's edited everything and taken his time outside uh, of the recording to put this all together so shout out to dan for being amazing at oh, handling all. if you're in your car round of applause yeah, and the crowd goes wild Okay, on that note, we're going to end this with, uh, for me, a little somber. Go Armada. Almost Armada. Go Armada! Almost Armada, bros. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Cyan Gypsy St. John, serving St. John's County and Mandarin. Make big memories with Cyan Gypsies. It was an idea that launched a million smiles and counting. Cyan Gypsies works with you to create a custom yard greeting that's as special as your guest of honor. In fact, we do the work for you, both setting up and retrieving your installation. With over 800 locations across the U.S. and Canada, those magic moments are closer than you think. If you're having a celebration locally or anywhere across the country, visit www. Dot signgypsies.com. Ready, set, celebrate. Yard signs for all occasions with sign gypsies.